0: There you go. Surprised I remember how to set all this up. Oh, geez. Jeez, Rick. We haven't really talked a whole lot before we started, so I figured we could either like talk a little bit what we're gonna do, or just huck it. So we're just gonna huck it. Sweet. And I was gonna write some stuff down, but I didn't. I'm trying to remember how those, all this works. My levels look pretty good. How about mine?
1: They look pretty good. They sound pretty good. I can't see. I don't know why. I, said they I get look that a little
0: good. bit closer. You can't see the screen. I looked up buying a, an external screen for this, but they're like stupid expensive because it's like broadcast e- equipment. It's not just oh, like okay. an HDMI out. It's like some crazy. It's thing like five
1: for... cables that they only exist for that.
0: No, it's one. It's a normal cable, it's oh. the same camera cable the security cameras were used. Uh, okay. But like the screen itself is like ridiculous. Whether, um, yeah. So obviously, if you're watching this, you know it's wrench life with a Y. Because
1: nothing's good as yeah, like feeling, feeling you. Actually, yeah. I always mix it up. Nothing's
0: <laughs> <it's> feeling you. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Uh, we haven't done a lot, but it's summer. I think a podcast is like a wintertime winter thing, I guess.
1: It's a winter sport with mini ramp riding.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I thought we were going to... I think we should... Well, basically, you're leaving. You're Correct. moving. So I thought we should just do... Uh, we'll get to that. I think we should do a recap of what you've been up to, what I've been up to. Uh and then the fact that you're leaving and then there's something else else so there's two things oh the ssri yeah so i don't know if one of those makes sense to do first or second we probably could save just you leaving for last
1: yeah that's the sorry stuff we could get, jump into too that's a yeah that'd be a good foreshadowing for actually the moving stuff
0: yeah but anyway yeah it's <coughs> almost august which is crazy we haven't done one of these in a while, and then you've been real busy, and I've been really busy. This month's been crazy for me.
1: thousand miles don't come easy.
0: No, <laughs> absolutely not. So why don't, why don't we go ahead and you uh, tell me what you've been up to in the last two months or so.
1: Yeah, well, I've, uh, I on a whim, applied for this job that I've always wanted in Chicago. Uh, at This restaurant called Alinea, that's one of the best restaurants it, in the world. Was it Spill It? L-A-L-I-N-E-A. The linea. Yeah. Okay. It's it's supposed to mean the, the beginning of a new train of thought. That's their whole thing. Okay. Um it's that's I guess it's a symbol that no one uses anymore. Um but yeah, it's like this crazy molecular gastronomy restaurant where they make food float and stuff. What? It's molecular astronomy? Molecular gastronomy. Gastronomy. Yeah. Oh. So they do I don't know like they're real famous for this this edible balloon that floats. So they fill a, a apple taffy balloon with helium, and they bring it to the table, and you can eat it. Oh, it's pretty sweet. That's crazy. Yeah, their whole thing is like messing with your mind while you eat, and like you know, there's the centerpiece for some courses is a later course. So the one of the ones that I worked on was like a um a sweet potato that was baked, but they you know they warmed it up in this centerpiece full of hot salt and then they had like a, a rim of salt that lit on fire around the top of it so like you're eating a couple courses and then you're waiting for the next course and the server comes up and like pulls your centerpiece out and they're like oh just starts digging around in there and like here's your next course it's been in front of you the whole time oh wow yeah and there's like stuff hanging from the the, the ceiling that it's part of the course too they'll like cut that down and that's like they use that to cook it. it's it's a whole thing Oh wow! Yeah, this whole production. Yeah, a lot of it's kind of like theater. Like I, I went, mm. I, I, um, it's performance art. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's smoke machines and music and lights. It's it's a you know, it's pretty cool. So you were out there for a little while for a second. I, they. Um, now this isn't the restaurant you w- worked at when the first time you went to Chicago. No, very different. Okay, <laughs> that one that place is a party. <laughs> mm. um, very cool food super high-level stuff, but they also just like, they like to drink and do drugs. So it's, it's they're like nose. more punk rock. Beers, for sure. There were some nose beers going on there. Um, Should preface, or just point out, the drugs are bad, guys. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like drugs. I spent okay. all day drinking yesterday. It wasn't fun. And, um, yeah. So it, it, I went out, the, they watched, they um, pulled me out to the, like, Upstairs to look down at the downstairs dining room to watch them plate the dessert course. So they take like a. They have this. They used to just plate it on like a tablecloth that they could wash.
0: Wait, is this. This is. This oh, is a Alinea. This is Alinea. The, Okay. Yeah.
1: So. Um, and it was funny because I was like, you know, everyone's yelling at me to do stuff. I'm trying to take a trash out. I finally got the trash out of the thing. I'm cleaning it. And they're like, Blaze. I'm like, what? Where do I go? And they're like, Blaze, like, go up there. I'm like, but what do I do with the trash? Because somebody yelled at me if I put it on the ground earlier. I don't know where to put it. <laughs> I'm like, they're like, come on! I'm like, okay. And I put the trash down next to another trash can. And I ran upstairs. I'm like, they're like, just stay in here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I just watched. So they they put this like big plexiglass plate. It's supposed to look like it's been graffitied on, on the table. And then like five cooks come out and they uh, put sauces and like there's a lot of liquid nitrogen and um and dry ice. So everything's kind of smoky looking. It looks all like hmm. science fictiony. So they like start plating on the table and then they put like this one dry ice frozen thing in the middle and then they like smash it. So everything like scatters and it's supposed to look real eccentric and avant-garde and Mm -hmm. you know, Jackson Pollock-y I guess.
0: All right, but so let's step (laughs) back. The first time you went to Chicago, that was, when was that? Uh, In July, January. I don't know my months. Okay. (laughs) First, and, first when you were there, you food. just worked at some other restaurant. Yeah. Did you go to this one when you were there? Was it on
1: your radar? Um, it was, but it was um, it, it was harder to get into then. Um, they weren't hurting for people as bad when I went that time. Yeah. And I don't. I just don't think I was ready to even try that because mm. it was it was it's a little overwhelming. So then, how did you contact them, or how did that come about? Um, they they post a lot about trying to hire people sometimes like every yeah. year or so they're like, Hey, we really need people. Um, come join our team. Like everybody, yeah. like everybody thinks this and that of the restaurant, but you don't need to be as experienced as you th- whatever. Um, so I just applied online and I got a response like really quick. Then I was, before I knew it, I was at the restaurant staging like a week. What stage mean? It's like a working interview where they, you try them out we try you know you try each other out kind of thing you work you just straight up work for two days gen- usually for free but for insurance purposes they pay you at yeah. this restaurant because it's like sketchy hmm. so you get hurt on the job and you're not under payroll and it's a whole thing Look
0: well, at the, the liquid nitrogen or whatever yeah liquid terminator or whatever
1: yeah they pour that stuff around like it's like it's nothing it's hmm. just liquid nitrogen pouring a whole this. new way to burn yourself Did I burn myself with dry ice hmm. makes sense <laughs> um so, yeah, it, it's it's a crazy place, and it's going to be a... Was it like a, like, you just, like, DM them on Instagram? That's how I got the first one, because the, the first restaurant, I, ca- I tried to find it, like, an Instagram, an email address, some way to contact the restaurant, and I was like, I can't, so I found the chef on Instagram <laughs> of that restaurant. I was like, hey, this, see, this is probably, like, really informal or whatever, but I can't find any other way to... Uh, any other way to contact the restaurant is there any way i could come in and stage for a day i'm just hanging out in chicago for a couple weeks he's like yeah sure when do you want to come by hmm. like how about tomorrow he's like yeah sure and then he was like no not tomorrow we actually have a stage tomorrow but friday yeah come on <laughs> okay and then so i thought it was you know that was super serious they show up they show me around the kitchen i'm terrified and then they're like all right cool well uh you want to do a shot? Yeah, oh, that was the first one. Yeah, that was the first one. Oh, what was that one? one called? Schwa. Schwa. Yeah. And the other one's what? Allure? Alay? Alay. Alenia. Ali. Alenia. Okay. Um, but the first restaurant, they kind of paved the way for doing more like punk rock, like anti fine dining, fine dining. So they were like, they had no tablecloths. The lighting was weird. They listened to like angry music and like, hmm. like you know, they're playing Metallica and stuff in the dining room all night. In hmm. a restaurant where you're paying like a hundred dollars a person. Oh wow! Well. well, they're actually pretty affordable, and it's they're just it, it's like a restaurant the size of Cure, now. What, what, what's the price tag at Arugula? Arugula is um at least two hundred fifty dollars a person. Woo! I was reading the FAQs. You can if you want to go as a one top like one person, you have to buy a two two person table with the dinner. And oh my god! Sit there by yourself, but you can have both dinner sent to you. I thought that was funny. Oh, like yeah, I'll, I'll take two, but it's just me. Hmm. But they, you know, they're... so so they so uh,
0: Aurelia, Aure, was it Alinea? Alinea asparagus, asparagus. So you they posted on social media that you're looking for people, and mm-hmm. you replied on Instagram.
1: No, they have like a whole hiring. Um, there's like this. Uh, restaurant hiring service yeah, called do, do, you, you, you have agents. a resume yes i have a resume i made a resume okay um I yeah I, I don't know i just kind of threw it together i never really had to have a resume until uh i moved out to just i decided to look into chicago because rochester's cool and then i know everybody yeah I'm like oh you work there that's cool whatever also if you hadn't noticed we're just skipping straight to the part about blaze leaving oh yeah we we're gonna skip over <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um so yeah it, it's I the what was, yeah. So I sat down, I, I don't know I don't even know where to go now. It's it's just been the whole over the place with my life. So there's a website for hiring kitchen oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's this thing called culinary agents or whatever. You just message them. Yeah. You, you you apply like through that, and then they email you, and then it, it's. I so you know. sent it. I basically just applied for anything that. And was they did open. not answer you immediately. Oh, that time they did. So oh. the, to, to stage, they answered me immediately. Yeah, And then when I. So you applied and then they a- answered you immediately and they're like, what did they say? Oh, uh, they're like, yeah, when just let me know when you want to come out. And I'm like, OK, I just told my boss. I'm like, can I get two days off next week? He's like, yep. So I drove out on. <laughs> I got done with work on Saturday night. I drove out Sunday morning. I worked Monday all day. Like 12 to... Is that one. just like
0: prepping or are they open on Mondays? They're open seven
1: days a week. But oh, yes, it's I was a restaurant like that
0: crazy high end and they're open seven days. That's weird. Yeah, they do 120
1: people seven days a week. Wow. Wait, so they're that expensive and that big? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's part of how crazy it is, is that there's such a high demand for people going there that they can pull off doing it seven days a week at that cost. Um, So... They yeah, they got back to me immediately. That was that was a whole. I mean that we could talk about that in our our mindful moments. That was a rough week. Um, Cause you drove there, drove worked there, your ass worked, off. yeah, and you know Chicago's not close, so that was like twenty four twenty hours of driving, twenty four hours of working in four days. It was, that sounds uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, and it was you know working there is nuts. Like if. <laughs> If you're not doing something with your hands at that moment, you're someone's yelling at you to do something. New American
0: foodie destination. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's uh
0: So it's like pretty close to downtown, huh?
1: Yeah. That's the other thing is it's a half an hour away from my, my cousin's house where I'm gonna be staying. So I'm looking at the map right now. Jamie, can you pull it up? <laughs> um Yeah, and it so How long is that drive? Ten hours. Ugh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm never make it, coming to see you. I make it longer because I, I just the, doing it alone like that. I have to stop every, every other rest stop or so just to like, not lose my mind. Well, that place looks fancy. Yeah, it's real fancy in there. Like you, <laughs> the floors are so clean that they. The chef owner used to um, Grant, a shots Eckitz. Well, whatever. Yeah, Grant chats. He used to walk around the dining room in white According socks. According to Google, they have great dessert.
0: It's upscale and cozy. <laughs> Not kid-friendly. It's got $4 dollar signs next to it. Yeah. 4.6 stars. That's pretty good. That's almost as good as a skate park. I have 4.8. 4.8 dollar signs? No, 4.8 stars. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Look at this.
1: Yeah, it's... it's. They have, they have valet. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere to park. I just paid fifteen dollars to park when I was there because I didn't want to worry about it. Um, what was I gonna That's say? a
0: crazy looking thing.
1: Yeah, that dining room doesn't look very big. Um, it's like three dining rooms. So they have uh, they have one room that's just to the end of the kitchen. Well, they have one glass room at at the end of the kitchen called the kitchen table. So you're basically in the kitchen, and then next to that is the gallery. And that's like a big long table for like 20 people.
0: If you're one of the six people that listen to this, you gotta Google this Alenia. Uh, food's pretty crazy looking.
1: Well, uh, go on. It's uh, You gotta watch that Chef's Table episode. It's season two, episode one. It's this whole. I was super excited when it came out because I've read this guy's book and I've been super interested in this restaurant forever. Um, but he has this insane story where the chef got tongue cancer and they were gonna remove like his whole face because that's what they do when you have like. Well, this part of your, I guess, sorry, your neck, Nicholas you're Cage? Yeah, you're going to remo- do this, and then they go in and rip out your throat. Yeah. Um, but, a, a, essentially, he was like, well, I'd just rather die. Cause <laughs> I'm not, you can't take my tongue. Like, I'm a chef. It's like this ironic story. And he was pissed, too, because he's like, I don't want that to be the, 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 the only thing they think about the restaurant. Like, ah, oh, the chef had this ironic, horrible thing happen. Um. So, eventually, they found a different doctor that just radiated and chemoed him for, like, crazy. Yeah. Like, they just shriveled him up. And this dude was doing chemo and still working 15-hour days at the restaurant. That's crazy. And, like, writing a book. They were doing the, the cookbook. So, he's, like, doing the cookbook while he's getting chemoed and then working 15-hour days. And he lost his sense of taste after they he went into remission of his cancer. So, for a while, he just couldn't taste anything. And... Then he learned how to taste again after a couple months, which was really cool. As that's like crazy. A, As like one of the best chefs in the world. In did he write a book about that? That's in the book. He didn't oh, write a whole book about book it. What's a book called? He, um, Life on the Line is the book. Hmm. It's a pretty good one. I, I really like it. it um, it's a, just a crazy story about how he came to be as the chef. The, it's, the other thing is, before he opened Alinea, he kind of got his... Um, got a lot of recognition from this restaurant called trio in chicago but the owner the owner's son of that restaurant is the we used to work at two vine oh really yeah so i know him which is cool him and his wife i've both worked with just a weird thing but interesting yeah it's it's funny how everything kind of connects one way or another but so you staged out there yep and and i got offered a job yeah i got offered a job the chef He and I sat down, and it was a really cool conversation. After you staged. After I staged, yeah. So they usually say they cut the stodge early so you don't have to, like, clean up and close as much the second day. And they sit you down and offer you the job or not, talk to you about it. Um, And stodging, especially in a place like that, is really cool because a lot of the time you think that no one's really paying attention to you. You feel like a... You know, just a little cog in the wheel, yeah. and doesn't mean anything. But then you sit down with the chef, and they're like, "Okay, we noticed like this, 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 and this about you. You know, we think you could be a good fit." And you know, I I almost laughed because he was like, "You know, one of the things we look for is like maturity." And he's like, "We think you have that." I'm like, really? <laughs> he's like, "You know, it's 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 about maturity and how you carry yourself and how you act, and it's 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 way less about um, how." well you cook and more about how well you can learn and follow direction. And that goes for any kitchen. Like yeah. if you go in thinking, you know, everything, then you're already way behind. But, um, I think a very wrench life thing that he was talking about was, um, Alinea will, he had a really way better way of putting it. Cause he's like a real stoic, scary guy. Yeah. <laughs> very, um, precise and whatever. Um, but he was saying that it's, it will it will put a magnifying glass on you and make make you notice everything that all of your faults and magnify them and you'll have you'll you know you, you'll find out if it's like you're too slow, you're unorganized, you're messy. He
0: will do that or the restaurant the will restaurant will general. the
1: restaurant will do that to you and make you look at yourself and fi- cuz yeah. you have to work at such a high efficiency um that you have to figure that stuff out or else you're going to crash and burn. But it also gives you the opportunity to overcome all those. How did the kitchen look? Amazing! It's immaculate at all times. Um, You know when (laughs) we they break down twice a day. That I saw. I don't know. I get in at six a.m. when I start, so I'm sure there's a third one in there. Um, But they start. They prep full bore. Like there's thirty people running around doing tasks and things, and 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 then uh, five minutes before three o'clock one of the sous chefs yells five minutes and then everyone calls back in unison five and it's terrifying and then like, two <laughs> minutes later everything stops everyone stops prepping everything goes away all the equipment gets moved put away these two long tables that are in the middle of the dining room they get scrubbed everything gets um like brillo pad scrubbed. So you go around and scrub everything, and someone follows you with a squeegee, and then someone behind that follows you with towels and dries everything, and then all the carpets are, like, folded up, and everything's mopped and swept, and then, like, five minutes, the whole restaurant is broken down, and everything just, like, like, calms down, and we all sit down and have staff meal, and then uh, that happens every night, too, the way they scrub everything down. And they they polish all the tops of the countertops with like a brillo pad that has to go all the same direction with the same oh, pressure. Oh wow! Yeah, everything's like stainless. It's perfect. It's clean. Um, they told you about the door slamming thing, right? You can't have the door slam. At, yeah, yeah, and it, it's like it's like so minuscule. Like if you if you if it's like if this is like your your door, if I can open this, if you like like slap it closed even like the slightest bit like don't slam the door chef and it was like so minuscule that i didn't even realize i was getting yelled at i'm like yeah what oh oh me yeah sorry like you got they're like all on little magnets and you gotta like like just ever so gently close them oh wow yeah it's nuts so like go really really fast but keep the doors really quiet (laughs) they don't want to ruin the ambiance well yeah and like the and guests even the word. guests come into the dining room at at uh for one of the courses um so you know that and there's also 30 people in there if every one of those 30 people is like slamming doors shut and like turning the blender up super high and all this stuff then wait, I mean, look at it oh i see <laughs> um if, if if that's all if everyone's just doing everything all willy-nilly like that then 30 people that gets really loud yeah, um, you know, it was at one point where there was like five people using Vitamixes, the blenders, mm-hmm. and it was super loud in there. Like there's just four Vitamixes, just like like really loud for a while. So even that's just like loud, but hmm. yeah. So there's that kitchen, and then there's a prep kitchen upstairs in a different building around the alley. So you, if you have to go up to the, they call it the carriage house. So if you have to go up there, you. Walk out the door. Close it really quietly behind you. Walk out another door. That one doesn't matter for some reason. Run around the alley. Run up the stairs. Grab whatever you need. Run back down. Run in here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's nuts.
0: All right, so you staged They hit you down to say, yeah, we'll give you a job or something like that.
1: Yep. You come back to Rochester. Freak out a lot. Yep. Yep. I was freaking out for a while. My body completely shut down from that couple weeks or that that week of like working 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 um because i went right back to work right after
0: now what brought you to to just to answer that thing is just like whatever i'll answer
1: they're probably not gonna respond yeah pretty much i was like i i hate where I, i was hating my life working where i was i felt stagnant i wasn't doing anything this was my backup plan just to like yeah get a job and so they kept posting and a lot of my chef friends just send that to me whenever they post about it. They're like, you, you got to do that. I mean, they're hiring. Go do it. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that happening. And I was like... I Because it's no secret that Chicago has been on your radar. Yeah. It's something I said so often that everyone just... Like, I, guess, I don't know. Everyone just kept telling me to do because I kept saying I yeah. was going to do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I didn't... Yeah. it's see. It was the, the logical next step and the scariest so I wanted to do it I mean exactly that
0: like where were you that moment you, like when did you reply to that what was it what were you doing oh when did I like apply yeah like what like what was like that moment like when you saw that you're like ah oh, I guess now's the time I'm gonna do it Or
1: yeah honestly I just I, I saw it and I'm like alright I, I, I called my mom <laughs> I was like he'll help me write out my resume and write out a thing because I'm not so good at writing stuff so I was like will you just sit down and I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna apply to every job that's open and see what happens because I'm like I'm fed up this is this is stupid I can't k- pass this by um, that was the moment that was pretty much it so you sent out a couple resumes or only that one well it, it makes it really easy on that on that uh, application site because as a group Alinea has like five restaurants so I just mm-hmm. started with alright I'm starting with Alinea and then I'm like I just like you clicked the whole bunch clicked the whole bunch and then I just changed the name of the restaurant I was applying to with the okay. same cover letter yeah. so I was like uh yeah i'm like i assume the same person for this group reads all of these so they're gonna see it anyway it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> um so yeah i applied just i i had to do it i hucked it i had to had to wrench Ooh. it a little bit right, that, so was, you, that was like a, a big big yeah. turn so he went there he saw she came back freaked out for a while yep and then uh, eventually i was like i gotta do it you know i left it open-ended with him he's like take a week you know however long you need to oh, so they put the ball in your court yeah which just sucks it, <laughs> yeah it's almost worse i wish they were just like all right figure it out by now or not like so how long did it take for you to respond about a week and a half did they say please answer no okay i should have said that, that would have been hilarious the, so um, a week and a half later i email them back ow. like hey um if the job's still there i'd really like to take it um for you know let me know what the next step is i have to move um all right. and then how long did it take him to get back to you two three weeks did you did it on purpose <laughs> No, because I think it was, the wor- it was the world's 50 best uh, restaurant ceremony thing in Singapore. So the chef was out of town for like oh, two weeks. Okay. So I, I don't know why they didn't respond. I so think... you freak out for another three weeks? Yep. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what's going on with my life. And everybody's asking me everywhere I go, are you going to move? Are you going to move? Are you going to do it? And I'm like, ah. So then eventually they finally got back to me. I emailed them like three more times just to be like hey just want to make sure you guys got my email um i'd really like to take the job if it's still there and so they offered it to me and i was they're like cool uh let us know when you can start and i'm like all right well i'll let you know by monday when i can start and they're like cool so you start monday 6 a.m i'm like wait a minute i just want to double check that that email's not right i can't start monday i have to move yeah they knew you're from Rochester. Yeah, okay. she's like, "Oh, I totally misread your email. Let me know when you can when you can start." Like, yeah, cool. So I, I said I was like three weeks. That was three weeks ago, yesterday, that I was like I'll start in three weeks. So I uh, gave my notice at work and started packing my life up. How's the pay? Not good. Fourteen twenty five, but that's at sixty hours a week. So that's not fourteen twenty five. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so in, and in hindsight
0: how did the good luck pay feel?
1: It's a little better. Yeah. I mean I was making sixteen when I left, good luck. But I hear they're hiring new guys at the at the Jackrabbit Club for seventeen starting. I was pretty pissed when I found that out yesterday, but that's a whole nother thing. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna live with your cousin out there? Yep, and I'm gonna hope to find uh hope to find a place that's not a half an hour away. have you looked into apartments or anything out there i have it looks like i can live you know i i saw some stuff that i don't know exactly where the hood is you know they say like it's Chirac there so you go to the wrong neighborhood it's bad yeah but around alinea within a couple miles i found stuff that was under 800 bucks a month that's for like a one bedroom or studio which is not bad but hoping to find like a roommate or someone at work or something my other cousin's moving out there too and he might just buy a place in the city and we'll see if i can live in a corner there that's I mean, all i plan. need yeah um yeah that's that's pretty much it you pumped did. yeah i'm pretty excited this is gonna be big you're pumped yeah i'm getting i'm getting more and more excited so about what do you it. do when you fail
0: miserably and get fired
1: uh out west i'm just gonna keep going west <laughs> That's the plan? Yeah. Go to Colorado? Yeah. I want to do that for a minute. I want to stare at some mountains and ride some concrete. Hang out with Cody.
0: No, that's a solid plan.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking either way, long term, I don't know how much I'm going to like it there or how much I can take of it, mm. but I think after that, I think I want to go from a city to some mountains to like yeah. chill for a minute. I don't know how, if it's good or bad that you could always just come back here.
0: Like, right, like I didn't, have, I didn't have the option to go back to Jersey, so like that made it, made it feel so much worse and more, like trapped. Mm-hmm. But like I had no option but to keep pushing forward. So had I had an escape route, like I don't know if I would have made it here, you know. Yeah, that's and um, so you can't come back. Yes, chef. Sorry, <laughs> we're not chef. friends anymore.
1: No, we never were. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Um, <clears throat> there is this. <laughs> I think I even might have said it on a podcaster to you before, but there's that Jiro Dreams of sushi documentary. It's about some crazy sushi chef guy that is all he does is work. It's yeah, very, yeah. very Japanese. But he kicked his kid his kid out when he was eighteen and he's like, You can't come back He's like when you say dumb stuff to your kids like you can come back, everything's fine. They don't do anything. Yeah. You can't you can't coddle them like that. <laughs> it's like it's stupid and weak. Don't do that. So Yeah, it is a weird thing that I can just I have all the jobs lined up. If I, I could have any job if I came back here. Yeah, and that's it's 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 great. I appreciate it and it's cool. But I almost wish there was a little like some yeah, grind yeah. against a corner to be back. Well, into. you you just can't forget how you felt it felt where you are now. Yeah, do you want to go back to being that? No. Yeah.
0: No. F that.
1: Yeah, that I don't want to go back to that or you know or anything else, but. I think it's just forward from here, it's a big step. It's all the timing worked out. And that might be a good way to segue into the SSR I because after the um after the stage I was like in a really dark place. There was a couple bad mindful moments, some angry angry ones. Yeah. It was literally like my body felt like it shut down from the stress of yeah, not knowing what probably was gonna what happen. Did yeah, it was We're sometimes just gotta you know, relax a little bit. Gotta take a little time.
0: Um, well, let me just touch base on what I've been up to real quick. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do moments and then go in the SSR think Perfect. Uh, (coughs) yeah, I just been riding bikes. summertime, summertime's like my, what winter's my busy time. So summertime's my easy time. Summertime's like my winter time for most people. Yeah. So I just did this thousand mile challenge and this month. Which I'm disqualified from winning anyway. What? Yeah, I read the fine print. It's not, there's no point of really getting into it right now, but the gist is I rode uh, 1,100 miles this month. <laughs> I was going to do 100 yesterday, but I decided not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got summer camps at the skate park, so that's tough. You know, I did both summer, like one summer camp. We got work like 70 hours and still rode 170 miles. Yeah. I did 370 miles the first week of July. 100 on the first, 100 on the fourth. That was great. Uh, did my camping trip in May? We were supposed to do some podcast. I brought the whole po- the whole podcast rig camping. We never took it out, probably because we were a little bit too occupied with some other things. Next year, I think we're going to keep those things limited to just one night.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. The Wrench was just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like taking her like a hatchet. Just...
0: <laughs> yeah. <in> the. Uh, <laughs> End of August, I got a vacation, a week off. I have no idea what I'm doing
1: at all. That's how I felt on the July 4th break. Uh, I like, I might like do that Vermont bike ride.
0: It's called the Green Mountains Gravel and Growlers. It's this common bike packing route. It's 70% gravel, 4% single track trail, so mostly off road. 250 miles, 21,000 feet of elevation. And 17 breweries. So it would be like 50 miles. It would make three breweries 50 miles and 5,000 feet of climbing a day on average. So it sounds terrible. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Might do that. Might just cash in my credit card points and fly somewhere else. I have no idea. But eh, that's all I've been doing. I had to... All my buddies were here this weekend or a bunch of people for a bachelor party weekend. And the same thing like three weeks ago. I'm at that age. Everyone's getting married. So yeah,
1: all that crap no offense actually offense yeah i keep um, i guess i'm i'm at getting to that age where everyone in my feed is getting yeah. married or having kids and it I'm seems like,
0: like people up here get married a little bit younger than in new jersey yeah so or or maybe it's just like the 30 year old thing is like people are like oh frick it's like i'm 30 and we've been dating for years so i guess you're the one i'm marrying yeah like it's just the thought process
1: it just seems so goofy to me it's i don't know yeah i think kyle that's uh, dude kyle canane has a great bit about it where he has, he has to go to a doctor for his gout because as he puts it <laughs> he ate too much stuff with the word rodeo in it <laughs> <laughs> nate had gout i don't know why i said really makes
0: um what's well, the thing everyone says like it's crazy that nate rides like, almost as much as i ride and like well how is he still you know not super skinny yeah you know, well the obvious answer has got to be diet like i don't yeah. really know what he eats most of the time but I mean, you get gout from having a really poor diet. Yeah.
1: But the the joke is like, you know, he's like in his 40s and he's talking to this doctor that's the same age. He's like, how did you become a doctor? We're so young. (laughs) It's like, I guess that's what you can do with your life. You can become a doctor. Or he's like, I got gout the same day. I got my Ghostbusters gear. Yeah. Jeez. But what was I saying? Yeah, although, man
0: just summertime just riding bikes <laughs> doing stuff um, I recently re- realized that I can read uh, list, read air quotes read I could listen to audiobooks books at like two and a half or three times speed mm-hmm. and it actually ho- I hold my attention much much better with that
1: because you're forced to focus on it a little yeah more.
0: basically yeah so if I'm riding my bike not mountain bike if I'm riding road or on the canal or something I could listen to audiobook super fast so mm-hmm. I like since the last podcast, i probably read like six books, which are all really dense. Yeah. I do have a book review to do later. <laughs> we'll I get... laughed so hard when I saw that. That was <laughs> amazing. We'll get to that. That's a general just. I've been... Uh, I have had no angry moments, really. I've had pretty much no... I don't think I've had any uh, chaos, uh, anxiety moments. That's
1: pretty it's awesome. It's been all
0: good. I don't know. I've been, I've been... <gasps> having a lot of like existential thoughts which i'll probably just do that for my chaotic uh i don't know which moment i'll use it for but it's definitely worth talking about yeah that's generally what i'm up to
1: been so, crushing it dude it's been fucking cool friggin' cool to watch man like be a part i mean of it's in the, in the
0: winter time i'm just so so busy at the ski park it's like i just gotta get it all out now yeah that sucks and actually cheyenne just got a job she's the one that works for me if yeah. you guys didn't know she's in a nursing program she got a job at a hospital starting in uh, the fall so she actually just told me last week that you know she's not gonna work for me anymore which is it's not bad just Josh comes back so I'll have one employee but you know Josh doesn't seem to like to really work that hard no offense if you hear this but you know sometimes you're a bitch um, Clark's great, but Clark's young. So I gotta. Uh, so this winter, I'm gonna. I'll probably lose a bunch of flexibility again and have to work and I'll have to try to hopefully find
1: someone. You know, well, it's it's hard to find someone that would slide into that that job like yeah. that because what she was, she never worked at Rasp, right? No, basically Terrell cha- trained her. Yeah, so Terrell, Terrell cha- trained her, and she just had. It's do it's almost. Uh, there's something to having, like a girl at the counter, that isn't Maya. That was a whole different thing. Kind
0: of. I don't know. It's Well, a lot of times, like, teenage girls babysit. So, with yeah. a lot of the ski park stuff, it's kind of like that babysitter mentality. Yeah. The boys got to kind of be scared of the girl, you know, for it yeah. to be effective. Yeah. Like Tony's cousin, the one time she worked there and it didn't work out. Yeah, no. She's very timid. Yeah. But, yeah. That's stressing me out because i got to find someone and train them over the winter and hopefully, because at this time of year in the summer, every Saturday, I pretty much leave
1: Cheyenne and Clark at the park so I can go out and do stuff there's been a bunch of times where, the other day I showed up with two coffees and I was like oh I got a coffee for Dave and Cheyenne's like I'm "Like, where's Dave's like, riding and I'm like oh I guess I have two coffees now <laughs> well, you should, yeah, on Saturdays a lot of times midday I just jump out yeah but anyway yeah
0: so let's just jump into some moments what do you want, what do you want to do you got a beautiful moment
1: I got a good uh, it, I guess chaos definitely chaos you know that feeling First kind
0: of ah! Ah! Ah!
1: Ah! let's hear it. it the song that actually kept coming to mind when i think about this is the um suicidal tendency song where he's like then they just keep bugging me yeah. they just keep bugging me ah so i was uh this is post stage um I think like that Friday or something I was You're back in Rochester back in Rochester um the girlfriend and I were kind of getting into it about just what's going to happen and you know my whole life has been kind of up in the air for like six months since I left good luck and that's just that's just how it is I wasn't yeah. really sure what was going to happen next it's a transitional period and you know we spent i was extra stressed about like we had this week off so i wasn't working for a week and i was hoping to have heard back from alinea to start packing because that would have been perfect i have a whole week off just pack all my stuff up maybe even move at the end of the week no problem I didn't hear anything from them so i don't know we were just we were arguing we had spent the whole day before arguing and i just wanted to like just have a night to not think about it and she just kept bugging me. No, yeah. I just wanted a Pepsi. <laughs> Builds up inside. Yeah, just building up, Build and then up inside. eventually, I just, I just lost it. I, I, called her, and I'm like, I, you just need to stop. Like, just like I, my, am pulling my hair out. I'm like hyperventilating. My face is going numb. I, I just started like screaming and crying into a pillow uncontrollably. Like Jesus. all my, like my limbs felt like like they fell asleep, but not they weren't i was just like my face felt weird and like for an hour i was i just like had like a comforter in the corner of my in my bedroom and i just like curled up into that and cried you probably for a were while. like like redlining on like adrenaline dump or
0: whatever and just like it was just shutting down so much
1: the yeah. shit yeah because i mean like 10 hours of driving is no joke and oh that'll then, fry your brain dude. and then 12 hours of i did not I, I don't know if I, I didn't mention this earlier i didn't I don't know where the bathroom at Alinea is. I didn't hydrate or eat for the two days I was there. Oh, jeez. I took a leak next to my car when I left after 12 hours. I drank maybe a pint of water that whole 12 hours. Jeez. My calves hurt from sprinting. (laughs) And then the second day I was there for even longer, I drank maybe a quart of water because I was less afraid the second day. Still didn't go to the bathroom. So, like... My body's freaking out. And then I drove home the next day, and then I worked the day after that. So, like, boom, 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 argue, argue, argue. And my body's just like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're done. Just stop. Yeah, your Can't brain had anymore. no downtime. Yeah. I tried to go to the gym, and I couldn't. I, I like, almost blacked out at the gym. Um, just, yeah. Uh, so I ended Oof. up, yeah, yeah. That was, that, that was, that was my, that was the roughest moment I've had in a while. It was scary Christ. i was like i don't know i don't even know what to do <laughs> you probably need to just go out in the woods somewhere that's what i wanted to do that whole day that's all i wanted to just, do and then we ended up cried. arguing about it yeah i was like i wanted to go to the adirondacks and just like be in the woods and that that's even more frustrating too because like i always want to go camp that weekend when everybody else wants to go camp yeah and that's just the time i always have but side note so yeah do you have a beautiful moment I mean, I could probably think of one. Yeah.
0: Now, do you have a beautiful moment? <laughs> no. I've had a lot of
1: beautiful moments. Just Yeah, I've had a bunch. I've been trying to think about them, but...
0: I've just been doing a ton of riding. Uh, I did that loop that we did where you do the Greenway to the Valley mm-hmm. and just like being able to ride a fifty-mile loop and not have to really be on any roads is just super nice. I'm super thankful. The weather's been nice. he it has been hot. The heat doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, it's crazy. I just going full at full send on everything. It's sweet. It's just I don't know. Yeah, I have no downtime. But that's like how I like rolling. Like yeah, I. I think i Ridden close to 100 hours this month. I can actually tell you. Time ridden. Yeah. Time... It's actually... It's time moving, actually. Yeah, time moving. So it's it's not actually all bike time. 96 hours and 8 minutes of moving time this month. Four full days. Yeah. That's nuts. And it's like... You know my house is kind of a mess because <laughs> I just never freaking home. And with yeah. summer camp, I'm at the park at eight thirty, and I'm there till at least nine. Yeah. So it's like I'm not even cooking at home. I'm like I'm making my wrench fist at the
1: skate park. You know, so it's just. It's so cool. I love those snaps with the razor blade in them.
0: Yeah. Right. I Cooked them all. You, up.
1: you ever forget to pull that out after the picture? No. <laughs> like the candy. No. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'd say that my I've been i've had a lot of good beautiful moments i've just been a little more present you know, yeah since everything kind of settled down once i took the job and put everything into motion and like this is what's happening i just kind of like that's just our eyes help uh, we'll get into that but yeah i don't know the other day i was i think was i riding home drunk i don't know i was riding my bike home from something and i was like hauling ass down Culver. i'm just like man bikes are awesome Oh, they're pretty great. Like, I just need to do this more. And I, w- I was pissed because I didn't have a car for a couple days. Um, and I I was like, why why haven't I been doing this all summer? Because you have that little argument in your head. Like, oh, well, I got to go run these errands first or this or that. So I can't yeah. ride my bike. And then I just didn't. Like, So I don't have a car. So I'm like, all right, well, I have to ride my bike. And everything works.
0: Yeah. It's like everything else you do enough times, You, stop, you stop, that fight gets shorter and shorter. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say before, it's not exactly a, like an anxiety moment, but I have these like existential thoughts all the time. And I'm always like, I've been reading all these books and they're all like you know, deep deep, heavy content, you know, and I'm always mm-hmm. thinking about it and thinking about it. And at the same time, I'm always like, man, like it hardly matters. You know, like we're just like we're not here for any particular reason. It's just like evolution brought us here. So it's like I saw my tweet yesterday, and I said, how can everything be so meaningful and so meaningless?
1: Yeah, I was wondering what that like, was about.
0: Like, like you could look into anything and be like, oh, well, you know, like all the like peacocking and all virtue signaling and all these, like, random things. Uh, it's like, well, yeah, there's a meaning behind everything. People don't even realize all the things that they do. It's mm-hmm. like they're signaling things, and there's, like, an evolutionary uh, reason why we do all of the things we do. You know, so there's meaning behind it, but at the same time, it's like there's no greater purpose essentially aside from your self-defined purposes so it's like everything you can be hypercritical about every little thing mm-hmm. at the same time like doesn't really matter at all yeah is it kind of like so i have these like it was usually it's about like i have a i'll stop riding and like sit down for a few minutes have a, like a drink of water and i'll just be like thinking about something and be like oh this doesn't really matter and it's like you know it's like yeah i don't know it's i
1: it's super existential yeah, it's scary stuff to think about. I think that's part of why I started freaking out a lot. It's because I keep thinking, like, I'm having, like, a, I guess, like, quarter-life crisis. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, 20, almost 25. I'm thinking, like, well, what matters? Yeah. Of this mat- like, I got to do something. And... Well, it's, like, your personal fulfillment is is one way
0: of looking at all that matters because that's all that really your life is going to be. So yeah. it's like, But then there's all these other bigger things going on. Like, why the hell, do like... Like I like to do all this stuff, kind I don't want to make the world a better place and people's lives better, but like, does it really matter? Yeah. Like, like it. It's like, is it really just come down to I'm just doing it to make my? It's something I do that helps helping other people, or at least thinking I help other people makes me feel better. So does it? Re- am I really helping people? Does it matter? Like, I don't know. It's existential. It's thoughts. almost
1: like I think I think you've said it before, where it's like um. The only way you're gonna be remembered is if you do something that kind of keeps your. Your impact alive for a a certain amount of time, so yeah, yeah. there's like almost an overarching. You're helping everyone around you to keep that impact of helping them, but ultimately, it's yeah, your, you know, what is it the, your bigger self just trying to make sure that you live on for longer by helping everyone else. Yeah, the
0: longer people's name appear in their mouths in the dialogue, the longer you technically are alive. Yeah. I think what's happening is I think I'm, I have my normal ups and downs with, like, feeling, you know, depressed and worthless and feeling okay about myself. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, like, at a point where right now I'm probably at a low point, but I've just been, like, hammering so hard. I just don't – it, like, is only registering in the moments that I get – that are, like – Is that little bit of, like, nihilism and uh, everything – stupid and pointless yeah. but i don't i haven't had the downtime to really get to it so sometimes it just like pops its head up it pops its ugly head out from yeah. around the corner like hey dave still here <laughs> still a battle yeah <laughs> we're still in the, we're in the still in the foxholes you know where it's like vietnam now they're like they got all these tunnels and everything. they, they poke mm-hmm. up here and now and like i got a lot of them out but like there's movie yeah traps out there
1: vietcong's everywhere god damn vietcong should listen to the Jocko podcast with these three uh uh, Vietnam Special Forces guys, mind blowing. Those yeah. stories like have stopped me in my tracks. So I'm like, a bit. what the fuck? Like, whole it's to- totally derailing this conversation. Yeah. But there's this one where he's talking about how they're they're waiting overnight, and there's Viet- there's the you know the the the, the Vietnam or, or Vietnamese are around them, and it's so dark in the canopy that you can't see your hand in front of your face. So this guy's just up against a tree with his rifle and he knows that the vietnamese are around him because they're only moving when the wind rustles through the trees Mm. so it makes less noise and like he said it's so dark you can't see in front of him and this guy comes up and bumps his foot because he's sitting down like his feet are in front of him and he knows it's a guy that's going to try and kill him and he's like got the the gun right at him and he bumps into him but he just moves nothing happens but, like, he's that close to... He's like, if I fire, then everyone's going to know and it's going to be this whole thing. But it's just like being in complete darkness in a war zone. And someone that's trying to kill you bumps into you. Jeez. And he's like, I really this guy was really good. He was only moving with the trees moving. And he's really good. And then, poof, right there. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. And that was just one of the stories, but... Wow. I think that was part of why I was freaking out so much because I was listening to those like yeah. on the way to and from Chicago. I'm like, "There's got to be something wrong here." Like I'm listening to war stories and yeah. freaking out. <laughs> it's all the same mechanism that fight and f- fight or flight. Mm-hmm.
0: But all right, well let's keep moving on here. This is where the real podcast would break up and do an ad. Real yeah, quick, just to like make it segue better. <laughs> So this podcast is brought to you by Breaking Free Skate Park. It's my skate park. Go there. I'm broke. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not. So now
1: you're on an SSRI, I believe, right? I am on Zoloft. Zoloft. Let's look at Zoloft. It's uh, it's like sertraline or some something like that. Is the is the medical term, but um, actually, I went to the doctor to deal with because i passed out i almost passed out of the gym and that's something that's never happened before like i i've definitely been unpre- under prepared and underfed and dehydrated and steriline. not been able to get through class super good but like i was every time i picked something up i was i felt myself passing out like getting you know hearing went it's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor that's what it
0: stands for okay ssri
1: yep um so I went there to, to figure that out and they ran all the tests, like asking me all these questions. I got blood work done. Everything was fine. And so I think it was just stress and, uh, poor, poor nutrition, basically. Have you had uh diarrhea, sexual dysfunction or trouble sleeping? Number two. Hmm. But is, is that unusual for you? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how far you want to get into it on the, on the wrench cast, but it's weird it works it just doesn't do the thing weird okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um uh but the i don't know it it's it works great this the meds like there's they say like you're just gonna feel side effects for two or three weeks and then eventually you might feel a little better but i was at a point where like every day was like a weird was like a uh, There's an underlying struggle of like I just I don't I guess ex- existential depression stuff yeah. for like I why am I even here I don't want to be alive I don't want to necessarily die or kill myself I just why I just don't want to do this yeah and so yeah you know, I, I will w- huh I know yeah it's it's it was a battle and um, I started taking them and pretty much the day after I started feeling better. Like, I remember standing in my in my kitchen, like, looking at this pill, like, man, do I really got to do this? Yeah. Do I really got to do this thing? Or I'm like, all right, well, it's... What's the, um, what context do they give it to you for?
0: Like, is like a time frame, you know, play it by ear, do it for a little while, see how you feel? Like,
1: wh- how is it? Play it by ear. You know, I, I brought up that, like, you know, is this a real, uh, you know, I'm going through this crazy transitional period. Is that a good time to be trying to new meds because they can go catastrophic they can just make yeah. you worse and i'm like so what like you know they read off these side effects and they do that yeah, and I suicide's just like down. the
0: fourth side effect
1: yeah it's scary when he reads off all these side effects i'm like i don't want any of that that sounds so bad um but ultimately i don't really feel most of the side effects nothing's really affecting my life in any way in a bad way so he's like well if they're working good and you're going into this higher stress environment at this new restaurant i, I- if it's working well, it's just going to benefit wow. you. So,
0: uh, 67% of men on, uh, Zolopt experience ejaculation difficulties.
1: That's it. Yeah. It doesn't work. 67. That's
0: a pretty high number. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. Both, both, uh, 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 in solo encounters. Yeah. Or w- really? Yeah. It's
1: not from lack of trying. I'll tell you that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. A week and a half. I'm like, but like, what it's so it was the weirdest thing. Like I've been doing this for like many years. That's, Pretty I'm, good I'm at an it. expert. Yeah, if I'm anything an expert I'm good at. at it's this. It's masturbating. <laughs> so that's the only side effect, and it, it's uh, definitely weird. And that's a tough one when you
0: you you're about to move away, your girlfriend, long term, and you're trying to t- t- savor those, you know, <laughs> yeah. last couple weeks you get to plow
1: together. Yep. It is what it is but you know it the way i feel like it now is it just kind of like take the dial for my you know happiness it just kind of like shifted my paradigm just enough to like yeah i still those little those like you said those rears their ugly head around here and there like i yeah. see it but i'm like nah dude just no and it, it feels, like, a little manufactured, and I feel a little yeah. numb yeah, a little bit. Like, I feel like kind of all my emotions got, like, a little... Yeah. It just feels a little weird. But ultimately, like, my mom was saying, my cousin said, I, I'm, like, a different person. Like, I just feel... I, I'm just happier. That's just, good. I'm, like, at work. I'm, like, dancing around, having a good time. I'm like, don't care. What's your
0: plan? Like, I, you know, wait till when things get settled in, and if they get settled in, eventually cut it out see what happens or i would yeah i don't
1: i definitely don't want to be on it but um i really think after i hit my head i think that really messed with my chemistry in my brain and i think i need it right now yeah and i don't i'm hoping that this fixes it i don't know what the long-term effects of taking it if that you know turns off receptors for that kind of thing or whatever but i'd like i really like to not rely on anything um but I know the, the consequences I mean, are just I mean, we're all
0: relying it. on something. Yeah. It's just yours happens to be a pill at this moment.
1: Yeah. But I'm on a, from what I understand, a pretty low dose of it. Like oh, I was taking the one, the one like 20 milligram pill every day and now I'm on two and I met with the doctor yesterday and he said I can bump it down to one again in a couple weeks once it's more settled in my system. And that's not so bad. Just a little thing to shift the paradigm a little bit and it, it's good. That's pretty cool. I'm glad it's working out. <laughs> yeah, um, that it, I, and I. I it, it was interesting that you can do that through your primary doctor. I thought that was only like a therapist, psychiatrist kind of thing, but you can just go to your primary and you can get that. So for people who like, for me, I don't have. I everyone always talks about like the stigma of of mental health and this and that, and I don't think that that's even a thing anymore. I think people just like to say it still. You know, I, I mean. I just don't like going to therapy because my parents forced me to when they got divorced, oh, and I God went through like
0: yeah. therapy is not going to do anything if you're not in the
1: position to exactly. And I've tried; I tried the last couple of years to go, and just the thought of going to a therapist makes me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, I that. hate therapists, and um, so thankfully I didn't have to do that. I just feel I just go to a part; I just go to my doctor, and it's hmm. all sorted out. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a benefit for some some therapy stuff. I know you just learned how to be a therapist, so you ther- do therapy to yourself. But I, I don't have that kind of discipline. So I would I see the benefit of going to someone and talking through all of it and having them ask you Well, part question. of the thing
0: is, like, it's so hard to – we talk about it. It's so hard to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And one of the things that a good therapist will do is well, – well, one, you have to – Trust that person because, like, you have to let you have to think they're honest and honestly trying to help you, or otherwise it's going to be completely useless. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do exactly what you could do in your own brain if you were brave enough to do it. They're going to you're going to say, "Oh well, you know, feel like shit today because of this," and they're going to say, "Well, do you think it's because of that or because of this?" And they'll probably like soften the blow, and like maybe the fourth one is the one that's probably the cause. It's obvious the cause to someone else, but you just don't want to be like, "Well." No, it's not because I choose to be in this horrible relationship or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. That's really, really hard to do on yourself. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. The other thing is um, in what, in the happiness hypothesis, he talks about uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, (CBT), mm-hmm. not cock and ball torture, but cognitive behavioral therapy about how just identifying your feelings, and like Mm -hmm. you'd even train kids very young to do it, be like, what are you feeling right now? Like, well, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Okay, what happened that made you be angry? This. Is it reasonable? I don't know. And then in, like, two minutes, you ask yourself that again, and and in 20 minutes, you ask yourself again, and slowly over time, you you learn to, like, understand how you react to things in real time, and then you can be like, oh, I know I'm going to be fine in 20 minutes, so I could probably tone this down, like, ten percent yeah you know yeah. and then
1: over time you can you know I have admittedly like not gotten all the way through that book but i'm I'm getting like halfway through i don't know where that that sounds familiar he talks about the cognitive there he brings book. in a lot yeah a lot all right well that i'm gonna that's that's probably over an hour
0: yeah i think we should go get food cool uh yeah so you're leaving so i don't know what
1: wrench Slipe is going to do now you can always skype it i can find an hour yeah I think that'd be cool. I don't know if that'd be the same effect or more of a pain in the dick to do or what. I mean, if we did it
0: live, I wouldn't want to do Skype audio. I would probably want to figure something out like send you a mic. I can get a mic. And you could pro- and like if you could plug it into your phone and use a recording app. Because if you could send me full quality recording, I could just drop it together in the timeline and the quality will be good, not mm-hmm. crap. Because I, I can't do that shit. But Yeah. Yeah, I think you know if you're one of the 12 people that might watch this and the four people that may have made it to the end... One of my thoughts was to touch more on um, like, like what I care about a lot is like social and and political things. And I think there's just so much stress around those things, and such a lack of understanding, and they're so polarizing. I think doing what you know, what we do, when we shoot the shit all the time, like breaking those issues down and being like, "Well, this is why this side's dumb, and this is why that side's dumb, and this is why they're both right." You know, just giving. I I've been calling it. If you're following me I'm on my Twitter. Uh, alt-moderate or or far-moderate far-moderate i think one of the big problems is that the social media really um amplifies the voices on on the far sides of the spectrum and the problem is most moderate people just don't really engage at all Mm -hmm. so it's like i i want to my thought is to try to start a political movement that's moderate, but moderate and giving a shit as much as the fringes. Yeah. So alt moderate or far moderate, I think it's pretty funny. Militantly moderate, militantly moderate, yeah, right? <laughs> But the problem really is a lot of people on the left. If you talk about moderate stuff, people on the left just think you're, you know, far right because yeah. they're insane. Like my one friend. There's a meme, which is one of the things I talked in the beginning about doing the podcast is bring up ridiculous memes and yeah. being like, "This is retarded." Am supposed <laughs> to say that? Um, yeah, but I saw this meme, and it was like, uh, study shows, like, I don't know what it was, like, 4% of Americans are far right. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just someone tweeting it, right? So, it's a, it's a meme. So, the picture of the tweet, and then a caption below it, and the caption's like, this is a really scary way of saying there's 16 million Nazis in their country. Oh. I fact-checked the math, and math works out. But, you know, there's I don't know what study said that. I don't know if, the, if that's self uh, reporting far- right or what the parameters were but to to inflate far-right politics to nazis is absolutely insane yeah absolutely insane it's ridiculous people just throw these terms around like they're okay there's essentially not nazis like there are some people out there that will u- that are that will use that imagery will say those things they're but there's still not Nazis like people with a lack of under, I, there's definitely Nazis there's definitely well, yeah. people out there that like literally think those ridiculously terrible things and yeah. they're just ill they're just ill advised yeah. like it's not to insinuate that everyone that's, like a far right stance is you know you might be like a you know constitutional conservative that's like unless it says it explicitly that's then it's not you can't do it you know like there's yeah. you could be like full-on borders, like, there's a ton of really conservative right stances that
1: are nowhere near... Nazism. Nazism, like... It's like that, um, I like to use the analogy of the mustache. <laughs> not all people with mustaches are pedophiles, but all pedophiles have mustaches. Yes. So, like, not all not all alt-right people are Nazis, but probably all Nazis are alt-right. In yeah, one, one of the...
0: Oh, God, I forget what book it was. I can't even track. But there's a thing, um, the same thing you're saying. It's like... Most people that abuse their kids were abused as kids, mm-hmm. but not all people that were abused as kids abuse their kids, right? Yeah. So if if your parents hit you, it's very likely that they were hit. Yeah. But only a small minority of people who hit their kids hit their kids. Yeah. Hit their kids. Were hit as kids, hit their kids, you know, mm-hmm. so... It's, and those those sorts of memes and stuff are so polar polarizing and it's not helping. Like, remember, Blaze, your your fat does not cancel out your whiteness. That one is yeah. insane. I'd love to do a whole section on that meme. Jesus. So, I don't know. If you're listening to this and you think that's a decent idea, we could do that. And otherwise, I think that's about it. We're going to do one food rule. Actually, let me do my book review. I just picked up this book on Amazon. It's called Why Socialism Works by Harrison. What did I say? Levesley? Looks like yeah. Yeah, there's uh it's a pretty great book. There's no full there's no foreword, there's no table of contest. You open up the page one, it says it doesn't. It doesn't. The pages aren't numbered. There's there's no foreword, there's there's no table of contents, there's no Chapters, it's just I would guess somewhere around a hundred pages, of it saying it doesn't. Oh, there's one blank page for notes, so if you need to take any notes, you can take <laughs> notes there. So you get this book on Amazon. It's uh, nine dollars. Very informative. It can help you out a lot. If you're unclear about how socialism works, it doesn't. It doesn't. And a food rule. Let's see. We're on to food rule number six here. Well, this is a good
1: one. You want to read it, please? Avoid food products that contain more than five ingredients. Wow, salad. So I believe that would that would quantify for like a, a
0: singular product, like not like a complex thing. Yeah, because like obviously you don't you, want to buy an apple that has five ingredients in it. Yeah, not like a, a a you know a salad that has you know multiple things in it. I think they mean like a salad dressing that has fi- more than five ingredients. Yeah. Yep. Fair. It's a good rule. So this, you know, that's this This is that wrench life or whatever. Who knows where we're going to go from here. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. But, you know, get out there and wrench your life. Right? Wrenchlife.com. Is that my website? We're on Instagram. All that fun stuff. You know, that crap. Whatever. And uh, for the four people that listen to this, there's at least four people that talk to me. Or have talked to me like, oh, I listen to your podcast. Oh. So this is for you guys. Thanks for checking it out. Yeah,
1: thanks. Thanks for listening to us. It's really um,
0: cool. Which I just relabeled these. So was it F three? All right, that's the outro. So yeah, wow. It's hot in here, man. I was gonna put the air conditioner in here and let it um, cool off before we started, but not too bad. Yeah. Sure. we go
1: to a. Uh...
0: I like C-O-C-E-O. Oh,